Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Reggae Lover Podcast. Reggae Lover Podcast. Khalil Wanda in the building. This is Agard. What up, peeps? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Season 8 of this damn podcast, yo. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that today, and um, it's it's real crazy, man. Yeah, man. It's It's been a journey, and you've been on the journey longer than me. Yeah, man. But just, just even to myself saying, yo, we're in our eighth season, It's I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I impressed myself. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yo. Kudos. Kudos to the team, you know? Yeah, big up to the whole team, and you've been along for the ride for a minute as well, so, you know what I'm saying, yeah, thanks for all of your hard work and dedication and talent, you know what I mean? Word. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, man. Dedication right now, tired. Yeah, man. It's all all a part of it, you know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. So today is our first show, uh, season eight. And our topic for today is the top five sound systems. Our, mm-hmm. per, you know, we always do the caveats, you know, the disclaimers, like, you know, this is in our opinion, personally, what the sound systems that we like. Okay. Yeah, um, it's not the top five. And, you know, we've been getting really good feedback on the top five. So if you want us to stop doing top fives and do something else, then, you know, give us some different feedback. But otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, mm-hmm. You know, people are are feeling the vibe. So uh, when it comes to sound systems, it depends on who you ask, obviously. For us, we're doing one list, and this is going to be all-purpose, meaning all categories of sound system included. Minicure, if you want to say rub-a-dub sound, clash sound slash war sound, juggling sound, uptown sound, downtown sound, yard sound, foreign sound yeah and then there's the generational thing 70s 80s 90s 2000s 2010s yo for me it's just it's my personal opinion yo i don't want to hear nothing about you know this sound was doing this since 1970 something and blah 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 nah man it's just just our opinion exactly so, but yeah, when Mr. Rubadub sound, that's supposed to mean to some of you, you listeners that we're talking 80s or, or 70s or 60s or 50s for the most part, because you don't really have Rubadub sounds like that anymore nowadays, right? Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, man, before we do that, you know what I'm saying? Do remember. You want to get the the t-shirts, you know what I'm saying? You see how it's popping right there in the HD. Make sure you visit reggaelover.com yeah, or highlander.net. And varieties of different t-shirts. You know, we try our best to keep them in stock, but the demand is kind of high. You know, as you know, it's a pandemic. People sitting home shopping. So, 
You got the different styles. You can get the logo tee, like you can see the logo up there on the screen. But you know what I mean, the logo with the circle, the circle logo, or you know what I mean, again, you know, you can get this style of the shirt and other memorabilia, you know what I'm saying, represent your reggae lover, passion, wherever you go. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be back on the outside this year, hitting up events, concerts, whether you're just hanging with friends, family, whatever you're doing, make sure you're representing the brand that you, you know, that represents you. Yeah, man. It's a conversation starter as well. The other day I was walking my dog and this lady yelled to me. She was like, I love your shirt. And I'm like, yo, how did you even see that? Because she was like walking like perpendicular to me and like we were... I'm like, I don't know how she saw it. Yo. Maybe she's familiar with the logo and she just saw the logo. And yeah, like, man. Okay, I know the that. streets of Brooklyn so, is loving it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The shirt's are popping. moving, though. <laughs> yeah, and I, I got to say the shirt that, that I have, the regular lover's shirt, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a double X. You know, it's a true double X for all my, my bigger dudes out there. You know, it's not a European yeah. or Asian double true, X. True you know to what size I mean? fit. American standard, you know? All right. So... Yeah, man. Yeah, I think I think that covers, you know, the messages that we want to drop right now. So let's get into the top five sound systems. Now, Agar, we talked we touched on some of the criteria, right? But um what what are some things that make us sound stand out to you? You know what I'm saying? Like in your mind. So for me, you know, we talked about, you know, what type of sounds we want to put on this list and my whole thing was like just general. So um, for me, a sound that can clash and juggle, you know what I'm saying? A, a sound that can go on the battlefield and whenever, you know, it, it, time permits or, or it's called for, they can juggle, they could, you know, uh, have, what, what do I want to say? Good energy in a bashment, you know what I'm saying? They're not flopping when it comes to juggling. Okay, okay. So that's my main thing. So for, when it for comes to juggling... I know you say not flopping, but I mean, can you expound on that? Like what, 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 you know what I'm saying yeah. to you, you know what I'm saying? What's flopping? Like, obviously, I mean, yeah. you know, you want people to dance and you want like maybe forwards or crowd response. I don't know. Some people, they just want to dance. Some people want to, you know what I'm saying? Put the boop, 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 boop and get forwards. And it's not necessarily, you know, Every sound is not going to do both necessarily. So, yeah, man. you know, what? what is it for you? Yeah, to me, you know, juggling, it's, a, it's, it's, first of all, anybody can play a hit tune. You know what I'm saying? Anybody can play hit songs that they know are popular. So that's not part of the criteria. What is, though, is timing, um, selection, um, mixed with the MCing, you know what I'm saying? The MC and the selector sometimes... It's just one selector slash MC. You know, the timing's got to be on. Got to be able to talk to the crowd, make relevant speeches, and know when to um, pull back, know when to press the gas. You mm. know, it's just DJing 101. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know it, 101 sounds simple, but many people, you know, skip that course. You know, they feel like all they got to do is play the the chart toppers, and not really make any speech. And, you know, for some crowds, that's okay. But for me, mm-hmm. you know, I want to be entertained. Okay. You know, I want to I see skill. And then also with the juggling as well, being able to juggle dub plates, you know. 
because the best sounds that clash and juggle, they cut tunes in a certain way to where they can still play them in both okay, arenas. So you're talking and a regular still, party, still get it the could crowd be going. A backyard party in the summertime. It could be a dance hall event at a club or outdoors. It could be a sweet sixteen or a bar mitzvah. Mm-hmm. It's a social gathering, and a, somebody is playing music with the DJ and um, and an MC, you know, slash Mike Man, whatever you want to call it, Selecta and Mike Man in our world, and a sound system. Mm-hmm. You make a good point about the being able to mix in dub plates. For me, I think that marketing is a big part of it. Marketing is an important part of, of a sound system. Because, you know, if a tree falls in a forest and no one's there to hear it, does it really Mm -hmm. fall, right? Does it even exist? Maybe, maybe not. It's arguable. Some people will say hell to the gnaw, (laughs) right? So good, good business practices. Yeah, but for me, you know, what I learned is that, you know, when I was kind of studying the game, is that while you play and while a sound system is actually doing their thing, a part of what they're doing is marketing, and selling. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you know, we know that on the back end, you have to record the session. Nowadays, it's video and audio, digital, you know, you record it and you can put it out for future reference. But for the people that are in this party, you know what I mean? Do they walk out of the party knowing who was playing? You know what I'm saying? Like, if they didn't know before they walk in, do they know when they leave? Yeah. And in our music, the dub plate is a big part of stamping that brand in the in the patron's mind. You know what I'm saying? If Highlander mm-hmm. Sound is playing, you're gonna you know you're gonna get a nice mix of music. But you, some of the music, some of the songs are gonna be customized, and they're gonna say Highlander Sound, and you're still gonna like it. You're still gonna dance, and so that increases your chances of remembering. Like, oh yeah, where I went that night. That party is Highlander sound. You know what I mean? So I feel like mm-hmm. the dub plates in the mix is a part of the marketing. It's something that sets you apart. It's something exclusive. In the hip-hop world, you know, you have the turntablists. You have guys that do these breakdowns and do the scratching and all that. Turntablism. And that's what might make you remember them. You know, they got the samples. <laughs> DJ, you know, whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Some DJs drop those. That's another part of the marketing for me, you know, um, when you mm-hmm. get a good crowd response, you get forwards, you know, your mic man, your MC, that's what he's doing. He's selling. He's basically like, look, book us, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you're doing a party, book us for this party the next time and so on and so forth. So just, you know, just piggybacking on what you said right there. Yeah. All right. So what about for clashing? It may seem obvious, it's a competition and you win, right? <laughs> I don't know if there's much yeah. more <laughs> when it comes to clashing. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the similar rules apply. And that's that's the thing, though. For me, and we've had this conversation and other people in the, industries have had, in the industry have had this conversation. Really and truly, a lot of juggling sounds, when they go into the clash arena, as long as they have the dub plates, you know, they win a lot. And that's because the principles of clash and the principles of juggling theoretically 
for me, the people who do it, the sounds that do it the best, it's the same principles to me. You know, however, you know, it's also the matchup as well. You know, sometimes it could be two sounds that don't have a great MC and the dub plates win the dance. You know what I mean? Uh. Or, you know, you know, it's, you know, so, but, but to me, this is why my criteria for both are, are, are very important. I like sounds that are like Swiss Army knives. You know, they could go and do clash. They can go and do a, a, a corporate event. They could go and do a juggling. You know, that to me is a real great sound system. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then nowadays when you're talking clash, you got the quarantine clash that we've been seeing for the past couple of years, online format. You know what I'm saying? You have the corporate clash, which is another trend now corporate sponsored you know red bull guinness boom energy drink you know all these corporations sponsoring sound system sound clash competitions where there are there's like a plethora of rules there's judges in some of them there's you know different types of rounds you know really turning it into uh it's almost like a game show, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, kind of thing. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, can you do X, Y, Z for five minutes and do it better than the rest of the field? And then, you know, there's a traditional old school street fight. So, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's just, you know, a little bit of background about like how we kind of view this whole thing. You know, you may view it differently. So let's go into our... Top five lists. Yeah, man. So you want me to start? Yeah, man. You can start it. All right. So this is in no particular order. Literally, you know, I already knew which were my five sounds. I just jotted them down. Um, I did I did exclude <laughs> a sound, and then just now I re-included it. And, now, and then it's going to be obviously an honorable mention. I always, I always do my honorable mention. Okay. So. So now my criteria is juggling and clash, right? And so this first sound is a different type of juggling and clash sound, all right? So when when a lot of people our age, maybe younger, think about juggling, they think about, um, you know, jumping up and all this, that, and the other. This sound that I'm about to call out, you know, is known for... I guess Bashment in in the mid to late 80s, you know, definitely started earlier in the 80s. But um he it's probably on your list as well. So mine is is downbeat. Mm. Okay? Downbeat. So the reason yes, cuz <laughs> if people are not familiar, the name downbeat is derived from the actual Studio 1 era, you know? According to the owner, legendary Tony Screw, basically he was anointed by Studio One, Mr. Studio One. Is it Cox and Dodd? Yeah, my Cox and Dodd. Sir D himself. Yes, to, yes, to um, you know, brandish the name Downbeat. As far as I can tell, there's no sound in the world that has more Chris Studio One specials than downbeat, you know? But when I say juggling, so the, the thing about juggling, you know, downbeat is a rubber dub sound. Uh. So, you know, they can juggle rubber dub, 
you know, when you're talking about singers, you know, they have DJs too, but it's mostly singers, mostly Studio One rhythms, you know, definitely authentic. So, yeah, downbeat, definitely. All right, so what do we what do we do again when it's when we have the same? Come, I feel like when, when we might have like the same the same exact top five, you know, Mephil said. Well, let's see. Could it be the same top five, you know? I say, so, if I said Downbeat and you, 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 Downbeat is on your list. Downbeat is. Why is Downbeat? Downbeat is on my list, okay? So, is it for the same reasons or Here's why Downbeat is on my list. reasons. Okay. Downbeat is on my list because from the very first time I came to know about Downbeat. I couldn't tell you when. I don't recall when the first time I was introduced to Downbeat was. I don't recall. Okay. I could tell okay. you. Okay. What is it? I brought down my, my box of cassettes from New York. And I remember I had some 85, 86 Downbeat. Mm. And the, the thing that, the reason why Downbeat stood out is because, so there was a certain format. And I know other sounds did this, but what they would do is they'll play, you know, the original tune on the track. Sometimes they'll play two, three tunes on the track and then on on the rhythm. And then, you know, they'd have three, four, five artists go in the same rhythm. So and then go back into, you know, the juggling. So for that to me showed a level of organization. You know, because a lot of other sounds, it was kind of like just the DJs running the show. And I feel like Tony Screw, Jaw Finger. No, it wasn't. Was it? That was his name, right? Yeah. He had Finger at the time, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as, you know, so the way, yeah, the way they ran their thing was, to me, so methodical. It was it was organized. Okay. Well, fine. Okay. That was answering when was the first time I heard Downbeat. So that that could be the case, you know what I'm saying? I'll go yeah. ahead and give you the credit. But for me, okay, so this 80s and the 70s. I want to tell you, I there was a time when when I first got into listening to dancehall and sound tapes, it was in the 90s and I listened to the 90s sounds at that time. Mm-hmm. Now, after that period later on in my life is when I kind of went back and did a study of the 80s. Like, you know, I studied the 80s like a subject in school, and then I went back to the 70s, and then I went back to the 60s. And I was doing all this research. I was doing a lot of research. I was really doing, dig, you know, digging, doing my homework. Um, so I came across, and I want to big up um, Who Carked the Dance. Big up everybody that knows about whocarkthedance.com, okay? This was a website that uh, run by J-Man and Andrew are the dudes behind it. And they specialized in vintage sound system material. So they have like, you know, the Jack Rubies and the, you know what I mean? Dances featuring, you know, early B and, you know what I'm saying? Like all the foundation sound. They even had um, audio with, um, with Abba Shaka. And, you know what I'm saying, all the sounds from back in the day. Uh, they had a nice collection of downbeat um, audio. And big up to Heckler's Inc., of course, you know, Drew. 
some nice collection of downbeat audio. So I went back, you know, so combining all of that with, you know, with your tapes and whatever else I could find. And I would sit down and listen to downbeat. Um, now, fast forward to now these times, modern times. Downbeat is still playing out. Downbeat is a sound that has entered into modern sound clashes. There was uh, one from Irish and Chin the other day, the Vintage Rumble. Where it was them and a bunch of sounds. Mighty Crown was in there and it was in New York. And, you know, Downbeat and Mighty Crown went down to the end and Downbeat topped them, you know. But, bro. And, okay, to wrap this up, because <laughs> I know I'm rambling. <laughs> What I'm trying to say is that every single time I listen to Downbeat, I would hear different music, yo. All this audio I'm talking about. Nowadays, they're the sound. VP Records will draw for them, call them to play on the boardwalk, you know, for vinyl, you know, record store day. Um, during the quarantine, they've done a few live stream sessions. You know what I'm saying? Every single time Downbeat comes out to play, Tony Screw has a different segment of dubs. Like I'm talking dub plates, dubs. That I okay, so I know they're anthems and they have some anthem tunes. Right um I went to New York, you know, living in Atlanta at the time. I flew to New York for the Rodigan versus Downbeat clash. Money's worth, yo. Money's worth. Mm-hmm. That was at CPAC in Brooklyn. Um, in what is that? Two thousand six, oh six, oh seven. It's, like it's got to be oh six, right? Oh nine. I think I'm. I'm going back too far. I think it was more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somewhere in the two thousands, right there, yo. That was a history dance, yeah, we man. Were there. And it never, yo. This sound has never ever let me down. Just about everybody else that I'm gonna name on my top five list has disappointed me. At some point, I'm. I swear to God, like every other sound has let me down. Yeah. Downbeat has never let me down. <laughs> so it's like, yo, they got to be on this list, and it's not. They're not for everybody because we're talking vocals, we're talking studio one, we're talking music from the beginning of time in terms of reggae music <laughs> from the early 70s and yeah, then yeah. he can play Luciano or Beric's or you know modern artists on these same studio one rhythms some of them that he's the only sound that can play these rhythms it's the only only sound that can just consecutive song after song after song throughout the course of a dance that could be like yo exclusively played by downbeat you know only played by downbeat one in the world one version of the world and he knows the history he can tell you if it's two people that have it (laughs) or three people in the world that have it he could tell you who the other two are you know i'm saying bar none that's that's a historic sound you know i'm saying and that for me that represents like that rubber dub era and category and, and vintage and all that um but they're the ones that for me hold the crown yeah, and uh, he can have two different artists singing two different versions of the same song on the same rhythm, or the same artist singing two different versions of the same song on the same rhythm. Yeah, I mean it's incredible. I'm just giving you an update. My 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 honorable mention keeps on flipping back and forth, man. 
Well, mine keeps growing. I have like a list, but oh, I don't yeah, know I'm just gonna have but. one. <laughs> okay, your turn again. Let's see. All right, man. <laughs> this sound, the next sound, also clashing and juggling because I've heard them do both, you know. And for a time being, their clashing and juggling sets were almost the same, and that that's a testament to vibes right there. Um, this sound was started in the early 80s. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Khalil knows what I'm talking about. They've been keeping us alive throughout this quarantine, you know, with various things on the Internet. You know, also a sound that has a very deep box. And, you know, we know a lot of their tunes, but they still surprise us. You know, uh, and shout out to LP International, you know what I'm saying, from Brooklyn, New York, you know, Downbeat's from the Bronx. Uh, LP is from Brooklyn. Shout out to Puma, Father Gary, you know what I'm saying, Shot Boss. So LP, um, I don't know, according to them, they never parked up ever. And I'm, I'm, <laughs> I believe them, you know, think about it. Like, <laughs> I mean, yo, I haven't. Yo, that's a long time, son. That's a long yeah, time I to haven't, be active. Yeah, I mean. I, I tend to believe them from the time I knew about them till today. I've never heard of LP not playing. Um, they may have taken a break from clashes, but they they were juggling the whole time. Um, but yeah, man, LP, you know, they're the sound that introduced me to the Java rhythm amongst others. You know, like I just fell in love with the Java rhythm when uh, LP first played it. And um, I don't know the, I don't know what to say except to me, ultimately, when it comes to clash and juggling, you know, they want a one sound. Okay, so that's another one that I also have on my list. Okay, it's the first time. This is history right here. We'll we'll Agard see. We'll see if we make it. Are unified in the top five so far. All right. So LP International. LP stands for Love People. You know what I mean? Flatbush sound, right? Flatbush? Um, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those are like uh, my old stomping grounds in Brooklyn. And ironically enough, I know this is coming out later in the summer, but today as we record this is uh, Father Puma's Earth Strong, his actual yeah, birthday. Blessings. And it's the 39th year LP has been playing music. So, you know what I'm saying? That that's like big stuff right there. It's almost like we're going in, in um order of age, but <laughs> maybe. No, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. All right. So yeah, man. LP International, like you said. Um, they held us down during the quarantine with the LT LP Real Talk show, mm -hmm. which they do on IG Live and Facebook. And um it's on YouTube yep. and SoundCloud and Yo, listening to the sound play week after week, similar to what I said about Downbeat, they can select a different segment from their dub box and juggle dub plates and it's, it's vibes and it's different selection. So they're another sound that's able to do that, um, though they're not like a vintage sound. They are more still more like a more of a rubber dub sound, 
in how they cut their their dubs. So they have a lot of nice songs featuring singers, you know what I'm saying, in the catalog. But they have everything. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So big up to the selectors, Killer D, the rest of the crew, Puma. Used to be Stereofish back in the day when I was introduced to the sound. Mm-hmm. And Stereofish used to hold it down against the Jamaican sounds that came to New York for clashes. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have the greatest win-loss record in these situations, but they always um, they always entertained. They always were like respectable. Um, you know what I'm saying? They always gave it a good fight. Um, against the Jaros and the base out of season, who have you and you know what have you, and then of course they're one of the kings of New York. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact. And you know they got the Biggie Smalls dub plate. They got a lot of exclusive dub plates. I think they can hold their own. Um, for me, it's more of a clashing thing with LP. No mm-hmm. lie. Um, you know, more of a hardcore thing, but they can hold their own with any sound on the planet. So yeah, yeah. No respects to LP International. Man, okay. People gonna say we bias, you know? Because why? It's two New York sounds right now. Because New York, nah, man. Yo, actually, maybe you're right. Maybe people will say that, but who cares? If you know anything about sound, yeah. <laughs> you know, New York is running. New York has been running it for a minute. Yeah, man. And and anybody that don't like that, you know what I'm saying, just need to set up the dance. Set it up. I predict, so we can put- I predict that we're going to have four out of the five that's going to be the same. Okay. All right. Next one. Number three. Number three. Number third. Yeah, man. So I'm going to skip over the cliffhanger because that's the third one I wrote. And I'm going to skip down to the fourth one. A next Brooklyn sound. So if I say a next Brooklyn sound, you tell me who I mean. King Addies. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you go on the explanation for this. You know, let me go? Yeah, man. <laughs> you just want me to talk? I mean, yo, I mean. All right. So for me, from what I understand of the history, you know what I'm saying? Addies was kind of like. I think that the proper term that's used in Hollywood be, would be like a reboot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or an extension. Um, or a continuation. Something along those lines. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Coming from like Sturgraf. Um, not Sturgraf. Stereo Mars. Okay. Stereo Mars. Okay. Which was in Jamaica. Okay. Addie's father Ethan in Brooklyn. You know, the owner. Uncle Ozzy. Addy. Well, there was yeah. Addy, but yes, there's an Uncle yeah, Ozzy you know as well. what I'm saying? Um, Father Eton and, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a collective of people behind the sound. Um, the sound originated itself, based itself out of Brooklyn, New York. And from the time that it started, the selector, you know, at the time was Danny Dredd who is mm-hmm. a legend in sound system, long career in Jamaica with the top sounds in Jamaica, including Sturmars coming over to Brooklyn to play King at ease. And then, you know, you had the addition of Babyface, 
and then the addition of Tony Mataran in terms of the selectors around the sound. So when I was introduced to Addies, it's Babyface and Tony Mataran. And Mataran was definitely a trailblazer for this business, for the industry, for sound clash, for juggling. You know what I'm saying? He was a trendsetter, originated a lot of style and pattern. We're talking on the mic. Um, they had a relationship with the hottest artists in the world at the time, especially for Sound Clash, and that's Bounty Killer. And you know what I'm saying? So my earliest memories of Addies is, was Addies being a bully, like a sound system bully. They would beat up sounds. There wasn't anything they couldn't do. There wasn't anywhere they didn't go in the world. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they were, became, they start calling themselves the Billboard Sound. Because they had Fuji's on dub plate and, you know what I'm saying, they were cutting Tony Braxton dub plates and just any anything you could think of, you know what I'm saying, Addies was that sound. They were doing it. But they could also juggle their butt off as well. Like, juggling with Addies was no, you know what I'm saying, it was no joke. Mataran had that style, he had that flavor. It was really, you know, I, I credit that, to, that piece to Mataran, for real. <laughs> okay. Now, Addies... Mm-hmm. After Mataran left Addies to go solo and he, you know, relocated to Jamaica, you know what I'm saying? Addies had some, they had some up and down years. They had some up and down years where they were trying to, you know, figure out who's going to be the selectors to hold the sound down. I'm going to kind of skip over that a lot, <laughs> kind of, because we're talking about the top five. So we're going to talk our highlights. So, you know what I mean? Right now, Kingpin. There's a selector behind the sound. There are other selectors they keep adding to the team. But Kingpin is a certified serial killer behind the sound. You know what I'm saying? Solo, mm. he holds the sound down. He can juggle. He's, you know what I'm saying? He's young, energetic, aggressive. When it comes to clashing, his record is really good, you know, especially in the last two, three years. So coming out of quarantine... You know, Kingaddies has ventured into promotion now. They've ventured into production. They're putting out their own music, their own rhythms. They're keeping their own dances, their own clashes. And they've been touring the world. They've been touring the world, representing New York City um, all over, you know, everywhere in the world. They've been touring the world, people. (laughs) You know what I mean? So coming Mm -hmm. out of lockdown now, you know, I expect nothing but the same from King Addies. I think they got a good core, good team, good leadership. So, you know what I mean? They're on the right path. Um, they're a pillar for New York and for Sound System in general. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. I agree with everything you said, man. I mean, and they've consistently, even times when they weren't as active, they consistently kept on cutting dub plates. So, you know, their box is incredibly large and diverse. Yeah, man. So hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you move on, I want to, I, I want to uh, yeah. ask you this because I wanted to do this, but I forgot. <laughs> so we'll start on. We'll okay, start with okay, Addies. Okay. You know what I'm saying? What's your favorite Addies dub plate? Favorite favorite Addies dub, dub plate. You kind of mentioned LP LP the Java rhythm, so I don't know if that's your favorite, but you know that's what you had mentioned. But for Addies, what what dub plate stands out in your mind? Damn, there's so many. Yo. We have to pick one. <laughs> right now. <laughs> ah. 
God, this is you put me on the spot, you know. It's like you know when you put somebody in a spot and their brain goes blank. Hold on, <laughs> dude. I'm going. I'm literally going through all the you know, artists. Just, I'm going just through. Just say okay, a dub, son. Nobody's nobody's gonna hold you. To, it's not a contract, yo. Damn, son. The, the one from from Livonia, New York. Here comes Adi's. Oh, Butcher Banton. Yeah, man. On the what's that cola cola rhythm, I believe. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, man. That's an anthem. You know, this is a sound full of anthems. You know what I mean? Yo, son, you put me on the spot. Yo, edit that out, son. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You know the editing team is they're they're down for this. They're they're here for this. Yes, and LP, you know what I'm saying, the the Java rhythm stuff, you know, I mean the whole the whole rhythm um ish downbeat. Oh um that's that's Yo, tough for me too. downbeat it might be one of the bitty McLean, yo, the last time I heard them, they played like a different Bitty McLean, yo, that I never heard before, yo. I was like, yo, how you casually playing Bitty McLean? Yo, it's not even fair. Like, only like five sounds in the world could play the artist. You know what I'm saying? Like, this dude is just casually ro- rolling out Bitty that we've never heard before. Um, And then uh, for me, yeah. you know, I'm going to keep it simple, yo. They got the, hot, the half pint. You know what I'm saying? One of the best half pints in terms of half pint. Because, you know, you never get half pint to sound like this. You know, it's just the, the play by downbeat alone. In uh, the New yeah, York yeah, yeah. era. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like yeah. that rhythm. The Caress Me Girl rhythm. Jeez. Ooh, that, that, mm. yo, that D Brown, son. Oh, my God, yo. Yo, that rhythm. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm right there. Mm. Yeah, man. Mm-mm. And for are me, you, for LP, you, you know, are we, are we, are that um, it's a couple. You already said the Java, but, you know, the rhythm with the Shaba on it. The Lord is my shepherd. What more? That is my oh, shepherd. Oh Lord, have mercy. Yeah, and that um, and that uh, that that Luciano and that rhythm. Everywhere that I go, the crowd. Jeez. And yeah, then yeah, 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 also yeah, yeah. the um the conversation rhythm with the Sanchez. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah LP. Yeah, yeah. Woo! Big up to LP. They got the anthems. I mean, Addy's got a, a, a big big Sanchez on that rhythm too, I believe. Yeah, LP. Um, Addy's Addy's the got those, they got some nice Sanchez, yo. They got some nice Sanchez. All right. Are I would say one on? of the bounties would have to be, you know, I know you said Buju, but when Mister Addy's, you know, what officer bounty killer, one of the babyface lane bounty killer them. All right. 
So that's okay. three sounds. You cheated yeah, and had me go on a tangent about Addies. So who do you have? <laughs> who do you have next? So we're finally, finally, we're going to leave New Jamaicans York out there. We're alone. <laughs> yeah, we're finally going to Jamaica, you know. <laughs> Yo, you know who I okay. want to pick from Jamaica? Let, I mean, I know, no, know. no, no, go on, man, go on. <laughs> Base okay. Odyssey, man. From Yo. way out in the country. Yo. Yeah, man. When this, this that sound epitomizes juggling and clash. Since they're since they were born, you know what I'm saying? Late not eighties, late yeah. eighty-nine. You know what I'm saying? You know, a slew of classic selectors, you know, Squingy, uh, Skinny, DJ Mark, you know, instrumental. Uh, in that, you know, Charlie Blacks for a, a, a certain time, Worm, you know, all the way up to uh, uh, da- Damien Dillingy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. So a slew of, first of all, just a, 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 I don't want to say a franchise because it's not a franchise, but it the way how their businesses run, it's like a franchise, you know, it's like. You know, it's like the formula. They have the formula. The thing about Bass Odyssey I like, and I think Squingy started doing this from the start of the sound. They were the first sound impressed me because they, 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 they started ignoring forwards. You know, like for me, when I, I like I never listened to sounds that ignored like they were the first sound that I could remember. Just like, yo, I'm not going to take that. I got too many dubs to play. You know, let's keep it moving. Like they, they, they want the energy to stay high, and you know, if you got it or not, is is not their concern. You know, what I'm saying they have a mission. So I just like that about Bass Odyssey. You know, when they, when they, when they clashing, especially to where it's like, yo, you're gonna get nonstop just barrages <laughs> of dubs. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it, it goes to the way they cut. They have. You know, every sound has rhythms that they build up, but they have rhythms where they could probably play an hour or two worth of dubs on one rhythm because they've been cutting on those rhythms since 89 going forward, you know? But yeah, man, I mean, the MCing, you know, there's some MCs on the sound. I'm not going to say who, but like, you know, they don't necessarily, you know, live up to the name, but the dubs are so bad. Let's let's talk about that. You know what I'm saying? I'm jumping into your thing yeah. here. Cause we this is something that we talk about. So let's just talk yeah. about it. You know what I'm saying? You know, okay. like you got like worm, right? Now worm yes. is not to be That's... underrated because he's got trophies. Like he himself, you know, or he's just been a part of the team that has went to Europe, went to England, come to New York. And walked away with the trophy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Here, on, here's on what I different give Worm stages. props for. Yeah, okay. What do you give Worm props for? I give Worm props for staying out of the way of the dubs. Yo. That, Yo, that's a skill, uh, though, son. That is a skill. It is a skill. It is a because skill. Because we, we listen to clashes. We've seen clashes. We've heard clashes where that doesn't happen. Sounds that have amazing dub collections. You know what I'm saying? 
for some reason, I can't help but think about Cosmic right now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because, because all of us who know Cosmic knows Cosmic's dub box is crazy. But they've gone into certain clashes and come out like dead last. They've gotten some nasty kicks, you know what I'm saying, in some battles where they shouldn't have. But is I feel is because of the person killing like that, playing the sound, scoring own goals. This is for my you know my football people. You know the Euros is going on right now. Like people that are not letting the vibes get to the height that they could get to, based on the dubs. They're saying stuff on the mic to to actually hurt what's going on. So all right, go ahead. Yeah, man. So, I mean, that's what I give Worm props for. It's just that, um, I, I guess to a certain extent, Squingy did that as well. But when he had something to say, it was memorable. You know, with Worm, he he doesn't have memorable speeches, but he is consistent. He yeah. is consistent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, big up Dylan G, you know what I'm saying? He's he's definitely picked up the mantle. And, you know, he is the, at, at this point, you know, the, the, the veteran. So, you know, he's, he's been carrying the mantle, but yeah, base Odyssey, man. I, I don't, I, I can't say I have many complaints about base Odyssey. You know what I'm saying? To me, definitely, obviously they're in my top five. Um, there's so much of a live in person sound that some of their, um, lives, um, over the internet haven't quite connected, but I don't fault them for that because literally they're to the type of sound that never stops. Country sound. You know? Yeah, yeah. Every every night they're in front of people. You know, at least that's what they're used to. So to them, you know, this whole internet thing, you know, is is yeah. I don't I don't blame them for feeling that way. You know? Mm. So I have base out of C on my list also. That's Downbeat, LP, Addies, and Bass Icy. That's four. It's never happened before, people, so. Um, I don't know. Do I want to spoil it, or do I want to keep <laughs> it going? Yo, keep it 100, yo. Keep it 100. I'm, I'm really torn here, man. Keep it 100, man. Keep it 100. No, so, no, no. I'm not torn because I, if I spoil it or not. I'm torn literally between these two sounds, yo. Okay, I had the same type of, uh, I had the same thing going. So, so my criteria, all right, so my criteria is clash and juggle, right? Yeah. So. <sighs> yeah, I, I get what you, I get what you're saying. So let me say my piece about yeah, Bass yeah, Odyssey. Yeah. Big up Father yeah, Keith. Yeah. Big up to um, Kitty Keith, which is the younger Keith. Big up to Yannick. You know what I'm saying? Yannick, I know you're the one pushing like the whole the live stream thing, so you know what I'm saying kudos for that. But um based Odyssey, my takeaways, right, from this sound is that from the time I started listening to the sound till now, they have there's a sound about Base Odyssey. They train it's a school, they train their selectors to mix the same way. They even sound similar. Charlie Black sounded just like Squingy Dog. Like, yo, I was so looking forward to hearing Charlie Black's in some clashes 
murdering sounds and things like that. But then, you know what I mean? He took off. Buddy, 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 buddy. You know, he took off with the music. <laughs> very, very, he, as a selector, as an MC, he was very intelligent as well. Some of his speeches, could he could have been better than Squinji. I know that's hard for some people to take, but whatever. Yeah, yeah very charismatic. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, like you were saying, you know, versus a worm who would just, you know, know when to just everybody wave, wave your rag. You know what I'm saying? While the dub's playing, you know, (laughs) Uh, you know, I mean, Squingy or Charlie Blacks would have been able to, when you get into a sticky situation, like really come up with a clever way of getting, getting out of it. And advancing the ball down the field. Base Odyssey, for me personally, for my career, was a sound, probably the closest Jamaican sound to me. Because of the amount of times that we played alongside Base Odyssey. Or saw them play live, like really up close and personal. Like on the stage, you know, backstage, next to the stage, in the DJ booth. Like I've been able to watch them work over the years as they would come to Atlanta. Um, starting from the days of coming with a bunch of different dub boxes. You know what I'm saying? My brethren, big up Axe Maker. You know what I'm saying? Axe Maker was in the airport in Atlanta. I think he was coming back from Jamaica. And I think Base Odyssey crew was on his flight or something like that. You know what I mean? And this is before 9-11. So it was like, yo, people were like trying to, you know, like stop them and, you know, go through the normal airport protocol. And Base Odyssey man, them was just like, yo, you know, Base Odyssey see this. You know what I mean? Like, they were like, yo. Mm. <laughs> it was like, yo. Yeah, man. They've been doing their thing from the 90s come up. Um, Squingy, rest in peace. You know what I'm saying? He's a real, genuine dude like, that I talked to. You know what I'm saying? Like, he you know what I'm saying? Listen to, you know, some of our dubs and, you know what I'm saying, was vibing to them and stuff like that. We had, like, you know, a, a few moments like that. In terms of watching them work, you know what I'm saying? Like, I learned several things from watching that team do their thing um, and how they juggle their dubs. You know what I'm saying? Not many people could juggle dubs like how Bass Odyssey juggles dubs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, when, when it was actual dub plays When it was before- actual before computers, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Like, they, they could maximize a dance, even if it wasn't a full dance. You know what I'm saying? Whoever was in there, they would have you beaten down the wall or, or whatever the case may be with little little effort. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've seen it. So, very skillful sound. And, like I said, a high pedigree for all the selectors on the sound. So, now they got the young youths, you know, Vilmore and, and the whole works. So, yeah, man. Big up to Bass Odyssey. Um, my only ask is I would love to see them clash more. I understand the business has changed a lot. We're in 2021 now. Who knows what the future holds. But I would love to see them clash more. I'd love to see them come through and take on a couple of these Brooklyn sounds that we've already talked about. You know what I'm saying? Like, that would be the best case scenario for me as a fan. Will that ever happen? I don't know. A lot of people think that it will never happen, like how it used to happen in the 90s. These sounds will come up and war each other all the time, all the time, over and over. Have series, different places, neutral venues, you know, that kind of thing. I would love to see that. Maybe I'm dreaming. All right, that's my number four. 
All right. That gave me enough time to think. So I think my, the criteria has been met. All right. So we're looking at a five for five here. I, I think. All right. So the fifth sound in my list is the immortal Stone Love. Stone Love. And I'm, I'm sure you also have that on your list. Yep. First time ever. First time ever, folks. So the reason why I struggle with it is because Stone Love doesn't clash anymore. Yep. Um, but there was a time when Stone Love did clash and actually, you know, gave some sounds a run for their money. And, you know, this was back in the times when 45s and dubs would still play. Um, but Stone Love, I mean, back in the day, they used to keep up. I mean, they still probably still do with every single artist, you know, who was popular. You know, Stone Love obviously has a lot of great Shabbas, you know, Johnny Osborne's, uh, you know, all the singers, Wayne Wonder, Sanchez, every single DJ. Like, you know, not only that, you know, they're, they're one of the... I can't say they wanted the first. They kept this tradition of sounds, um, you know, producing as well. You know, some of the best, you know, Stone Love rhythms, you know, relix, lick over, whatever you want to call it, um, of of certain rhythms that became iconic, um, crystal clear sound, powerful sound. Um, another another franchise. You know, another thing to where selectors have to have a certain caliber of mixing and selecting and MCs have to have a certain caliber of MCing, you know. Um, I forgot exactly when Stone Love was started. 19 how long. Talk to. Yeah, <laughs> a long time to ago. To be exact. <laughs> yeah, the, the only reason I struggled with if I was going to put them on the list or not is simply because they don't clash anymore. But when it comes to sound system culture... I mean, especially when it comes to juggling, Stone Love sets the standard, you know, and they continue to, you yeah. know, I could listen, like, I could listen to Stone Love dances that are practically the same track list <laughs> the entire year. And uh, there's not a knock on them, you know. I could listen to like Stone Love Early Warm over and over and over again. It could be the exact same, but I'll never get tired of it. You know, I mean, that probably says something about me. Never is a strong word. I mean, I, I don't. I, I've done it. I've done it. Never uh, is especially, a strong word. And, and they have the different generations of selectors. You know, they have the oldies dances that they do, they have souls dances that they do, uh, all the way up to modern day juggling. And it's, it's crazy because, you know, you have people like Billy Slaughter and Gfus and, you know, those guys who are still in the sound. Rory, you know, still, I mean, arguably still on the sound. I don't know. <laughs> arguably. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's some type of battle that went on and is going on. I don't know. But, you know, Rory to me is <laughs> the, uh, you know, he, he, for a lot of selectors, he is, or MCs and selectors, he's like the blueprint. You know what I'm saying? For a lot of them from, from a, that of a certain age. Yo, you know? Yo, let me just. Sorry, I keep jumping in. No, no, but, go ahead. But, you know, Rory is the blueprint. Like, he is the, he was the prototype for yeah. 
white men. Right. And for apparently, like a lot, like, I'm not going to say most, you know, like almost every single person that pick up a mic and says anything, I roar read them a copy and, and say, you know, for real. Well, after a while, it became Mataran, but yes. Well, Mataran changed a lot of things, but yeah. at the, when Mataran started being Mataran, he kind of stood alone. You know, only a yeah. few were able to even follow what Mataran was doing. There's still people today that when they pick up that mic, it's Rory that they're... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially, especially the early warm, yeah. Juggling, but, um, yeah. Apparently, it's come out recently that, you know, so I'm not... Like, I started listening to Stone Love late 80s, early 90s, so I'm not aware of Disco Birch, but apparently yeah, yeah. Disco Birch was the one who came up with that style, and then Rory obviously shout out pop- popularized it, you know? You know, we've had a chance to, you know, way back in the early days of Highlander, you know, meet Cancer, you know, um, you know who, who was on Stone Love and, you know, went on to have uh, Venus Sound, mm-hmm. you know? So... You know, and tell you the truth, I mean, Stone Love is one of those sounds that um, when you leave Stone Love, uh, you have a successful sound. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to, uh, you know, shout out to me. Yeah, I mean, there have been a few, you know, or or successful careers. You know, shout out to Nico Bamba, Richie Feelings. You know what I'm saying? Um, Sky Level Now. You know, which is, you know, a couple of selectors from Stone Love that went on to have their own sound. You know, it's it's in the same vein, but, you know, yeah. I'm sorry, the dog just threw me off. Oh, okay, okay. I, I couldn't tell what type of animal that was. I knew it, it was, was an no, animal. Well, the, the, cat, <laughs> the cat just meowed and the dog just ran from the cat. <laughs> so, yeah. Wife's Word. out of town. I'm holding down the fort. Keeping a peace. That's what's up, man. So, yeah, Stone Love, right? Yeah, man. World Immortal. Yeah, I mean, they're in my number five. Again, it's weird. It's like, you know, it's obviously it's the greatest sound system in the world. You know, the things that I'll call out to add to what you've already said would be, you know, Weepow, uh, Business Acumen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things that I n- noticed about Stone Love, like I mentioned earlier, the marketing and the sales. Stone Love has been really big in those categories. You know what I mean? Now, if you're a reggae music or dance hall record collector, you know Stone Love has the catalog of their own productions, their own rhythms, which is, you know what I'm saying, not a small thing at all. Um, then, you know, we mentioned Rory. Rory in terms of the production on, on the dub plates as well. You know what I'm saying? Key contributions there. Now he has his own black dub label and he continues the tradition, you know what I'm saying? Going into some rubber dub music still in this in this day and time, you know? Um, Big Up to Weber played Stone Love as well for a spell mm-hmm. back in the 80s, right? And Weber, um, of really of Metro Media fame, but, um, you know, he's the one that really schooled me through the whole Disco Birch. And so Stone Love was one of the soul sounds, you know what I'm saying? Would play mm-hmm. soul and R&B in Jamaica back in the days when, you know, you had your other sounds which were more hardcore, like, say, 
the next song that I'll talk about <laughs> in my honorable mention. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Kingston sound. When you talk bass odyssey, that's a country sound. Bass odyssey, to me, when you said franchise, to me, bass odyssey is more like a family. I, I see them like a family. You know what mm. I mean? Family business. Whereas Stone Love, I see more like Kingston, town, you know, big city lights, uptown, if you will. And talking about business strategies, one of the things that I remember them doing was always teaming up with the youngest, hottest sound of the time that was on the come up. Mm-hmm. And it would be nothing but for a period of Stone Love Renaissance, Stone Love Travelers, Stone Love, was it Stone Love Travelers? Am I making that up? Bit. I mean, Stone Love like, Syndicate, Stone Love and Alaska. Who, uh, yeah, Stone Love and Swatch. Like whoever Swatch, yeah. I carried a swing at the time. Like they would find a way to rope them in, and then they're doing things together. And then in terms of the marketing, you're getting all these t- tapes, cassettes, and CDs now. The audio that's coming out with those two sounds paired up. You know, likewise, the recruitment of talent into the sound. So they would always have a school, uh, what do you call it? Like an apprenticeship? Yeah, they would always have like fresh, new, hot selectors that could step up and, you know what I'm saying, carry the sound to where now the sound is booked out seven different places in one night around the world and that kind of thing. That that was Stone Love. It's like the epitome of like the big business blueprint in terms of sound system based out of Kingston, Jamaica. So, you know, I don't think any other sound has been as successful when you talk about sound system and, um, and being able to do that. So you got to give your hats off to Stone Love and this decision to not clash, I think was strictly a capitalist thing as well. Like certain decisions that Father Paul made, you know what I mean? Like to not, curse on the mic and things like that which set them apart from other sounds it was really to increase the opportunities that they had to make more money get into different stages different venues and things of that nature so yeah man, yeah, man. i think he's like yeah. he's in some inside the politics in jamaica you know like he, he's doing all the things that you need to do to keep that business thriving i mean similar i, I guess uh, keith is on a similar path as well with bass odyssey yeah you know, I wouldn't say no cursing, but there right. was mention mention of him being in local politics as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and like I said, you know, they stopped clashing as much. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. So I, I just literally I just have one honorable mention. I'll, I'll just get that out of the way and you can um you could then, you know, go into your laundry list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it was a battle between this sound and Stone Love for uh, a place on my coveted list, you know? (laughs) Mm. Um, The only reason Stone Love edged them out is because, so Stone Love used to clash, and obviously they still juggle. This sound used to clash, but I never was really into their juggling, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look, they're, they're it's a, a good war way to sound. put it. I, I like how you put it. You, you, do you know who I'm talking about? 
Say who you talking about, man. I want, I want to know, man. You can always edit it out. I mean, I mean, I would guess. For I would just guess that you're talking about Jaro. No, no, no. I'm not. Okay, okay. I'm not. Which you know, some people are gonna get pissed off that Jaro is not even mentioned. I guess, but it's probably in your honorable mention. So, you know, he'll speak for me. Um, no, this sound is actually Mighty Crown. Okay. And the reason why, you know, there's such a, that when they were clashing, I, I should say clashing more, I don't know, but I don't, yeah, I don't think they clash anymore. Yeah, when they but, were um, clashing. <laughs> yeah, when they were clashing, I mean, it was a very formidable sound system. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Sammy T, you know, one, first of all, Simon and Sammy, this is going to sound weird, but one, two of the few Japanese selectors, MCs that you can actually really relate to, understand, connect with, you know, because of the, you know, not the language barrier, but the, the accent thing. You know, they lived in Brooklyn. They lived in New York for a while, perfected the way of talking. I mean, they still have accents, but, you know, they, they talk in such a way that they can relate to Caribbean American Jamaican crowds. Um, I'll say this, you know, because um, I lived in Japan for a while, you know, a lot of people don't understand the scope of Mighty Crown. You know what I'm saying? Like they have many mixes and things that came out in Japan that never came out in the States or in Jamaica that really showcase their, their dub box. And I knew from, shoot, what, 2003-2004 exactly how deep their foundation box was you mentioned earlier about the vintage clash vintage rumble yeah they had a a, a, a foundation cassette that came out I want to say in 2003-2004 that I used to play in my car uh, yes I started a cassette player and there were, we're still releasing cassettes in Japan over and over and over again um <laughs> And uh, who was it? Uh, it was Koji, I think one of the selectors in Japan, Koji, who I guess was responsible for a lot of the foundation they cut. It was like, uh, I think it was like 90 minutes of just like some of the rarest, like I, I had never heard, you know, because at this point I wasn't really into downbeat like that. So at, at this point it was like Mighty Crown to me had the biggest foundation box in the business, you know, and it would, I guess, foreshadow what would be happening in Clash for years to come because, you know, sounds in uh, Japan and Europe, you know, that's the thing they do. You know, they make sure their foundation box is deep, very deep, and then they start cutting, you know, um, some of the nowadays things. So, like I said, honorable mention, they they also have a lot of stripes on their sleeve from, from Killing Sounds, um, done a lot of things in Jamaica, Japan, um, all over Europe, you know, um, in terms of clash. And tell you the truth, you know, if they could juggle better to me, <laughs> you know, they would have been in my top five, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, very formidable, intelligent sound and, you know... They run Japan. They have their own record label, clothing lines. They've done multiple sneaker collaborations with, you know, every sneaker uh, company Deodora. on the planet. Yeah, Diodora. They've done stuff with um, Nike, I believe, Puma. Yo, they actually 
put me on to a, a sneaker company, Clay, C-L-A-E, because they Clay had done, I believe it was like a 10 10 year anniversary of Mighty Crown. That's first of all, that's how young Mighty Crown is, yo. But anyway. What you talking about? Was it ten year? No. It was it was some anniversary anniversary like I know Mighty Crown won World Clash ninety nine, so I know I they've know. been around more than ten years at this point. But it was this was but, in the two thousand like two thousand something. Uh, but anyway. Yeah. It was some anniversary edition sneaker, and the reason why I knew about that sneaker company is because they did a collaboration with Mighty Crown, okay? Okay. So, yeah, man. Talk about business acumen, you know, uh, breaking through barriers all over the world, you know, especially for a Japanese sound. Yeah. Honorable mention. Okay. So, um, who's your top ATL sound? Just curious. My top ATL sound uh, outside of Highlander, or can Highlander be included? <laughs> Who's your top ATL sound? See, see what? what? Come on, man. <laughs> My top ATL sound. That's that's still active. Top ATL sound all time. All time, according Shit. to Agard. <sighs> I have to say Highlander. Hmm. Okay, active. <laughs> active. Uh, King AP. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, for me on that, of course, Highlander, AP, and Supreme. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Supreme. You know, Supreme... I don't know. For some reason, they they remind me they they have a base odyssey vibe too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a country yeah. country vibes, country yeah. vibes, country vibes. I mean, the reason why I say that is seeing both of those sounds play live, like base odyssey. First time I ever saw them live, you know, it was like they was bouncing, they was having fun, feeling their own dub place. It wasn't like they were stush. And and Supreme got a similar vibe. They actually enjoy the music. They're enjoying life when when they're up there. Not like some of these sounds that treat it like a damn job, you know, and <laughs> act like they, they're too cool to enjoy their own dub plates. Yeah. Or maybe their dubs aren't good enough. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, man. All right, so my honorable mention is going to have to be... I think my mic is too loud. I didn't even look at the damn levels this whole time. Well, you just got to live with it. Honorable mention, Jaro. Kilimanjaro. I'm sure you figured out I've said Kilimanjaro. One of my favorite sounds from the 90s. They almost made the top five, but I put Stone Love in there instead. And I saw a post in the forum, in uh, Rumble Talk forum, just today, talking, asking who's got the biggest anthem, um, Johnny Osborne Reasons, Fajaro, or Stone Love, Forever Young. And I was like, well, this is a Clash forum, so I'm going to say Reasons, because that killed more sounds. You know what I mean? So it's the same thing you were saying. Like, Forever Young, like it gets forwards in juggling dances, but who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're like a Clash person. Anyhow, big ups to Ricky Trupa for your stint on Jaro. Um, that was historic. That was memorable. That set a lot of trends. 
um, created a lot of waves. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So Jaro's dub box is ridiculous. Anytime they go in and juggle some of those old dubs from the 90s and the 80s, it's just like... Or the 70s. Yeah. Jar dub box, yeah. You know what I mean? Jar holds a special place for me. Other sounds that I mentioned, Mighty Crown was another one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you already said all you need, we need to say about Mighty Crown. Um, I'll also mention at this time, Storgraph. Rest in peace to Daddy Uroy. Um, Storgraph was like the very, 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 very similar to Downbeat, but they're like an original Robodub sound that continued to be a Robodub sound until the present day. Meaning when Storgraph comes out and plays, they're playing, they're not playing dub plates exclusively. They might play a dub plate and then run the rhythm that the dub plate is on, and their artists are going to come through and give you the live chanting, the live singing on the sound. And it's the mm-hmm. only sound system in the world to keep that standard. You know, Joni, Josie Wales, Charlie Chaplin, Little Twitch, General Threes. You know, those are the four giants um, in terms of artists around the sound. And, of course, Daddy Uroy. And then a hodgepodge of other who's who of Jamaican music at the time. Admiral Tibet. Whoever is available, you know, will come in and sing on Downbeat or perform on Downbeat. Whether it's Beanie Man or Barris Hammond or whoever it might be. So, yeah. Salute to King Sturgraf, Daddy Uroy. Salute to King Jammies. Another historical sound from the 80s. Salute to... The only reason I didn't bring up Jamis is because it was a little bit before my time when they were really active. Yeah. As a, as a label, it's ridiculous. And a sound, yeah. Um, and salute to Afrique sound. Throw another New York sound in the hat um, in terms... Of not clashing for, you know, this mention. That a few. Yeah, but for, for this... Come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> for this mention... Yeah, yeah. I'm strictly talking about Afrique's amazing, amazing track record of gathering the biggest crowds of sexy women like ever seen. <laughs> yeah, African, you know, like Afrique was was another standard. You know what I mean in terms of the way you know juggling used to go on. Many sounds in New York you know, imitated Afrique. They were slightly different from Stone Love, but similar vibe. Yeah, but Afrique, bro, they they also set like a certain standard for what juggling was supposed to be. And mm-hmm. yeah, like comparable to Highlander in Atlanta at a time when mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like the Rude Boy them would follow the sound because they know this is where they have the best chances of getting the type of woman hooking up meeting the type of women that they would not ordinarily be in contact with (laughs) i mean yeah i mean yo yeah man i I fit them laying that man big of Africa. you know what i mean juggling Mm -hmm. king steely bashment and um and twitch in particular still doing their still doing the damn thing yeah, man. Big up Jagabee. Yeah, man. 
Give thanks, everybody. One love. Season eight, we launched. Yeah, man. That's the outro. <laughs> Reggae Lover Podcast was produced by Andres Agard and Aubrey Khalil Agard. Visit ReggaeLover.com for full show notes, archives, and more information. If you're interested in a sponsorship or donation, please email info at ReggaeLover.com. Follow us on Instagram at Podcast. Like our Facebook page at Facebook.com forward slash Podcast. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.